When I pray, I get waves of euphoria. Each time I pray, the waves come crashing ever so harder onto my mind, body, and soul. Now, the powers that be simultaneously want to have their cake and eat it too, whilst denying you your cake and banning you from ever eating it. In claims of health and safety and for your protection, you're not allowed to eat your cake anymore. And the and, and way things are going, I wouldn't be surprised if they said, hey, listen, we're having a shortage on cakes. No cake for you. Welcome to the weekend show, ladies and gentlemen. You know your boy came through in the clutch. You know what I'm saying? I come throughs like uh, I come through. I come through falling all over the place like Joe Biden. Hey yo, I'm slipping. I'm falling. I can't get up. Hey yo, I'm slipping. I'm falling. I can't get up. Hey yo, I'm slipping. I'm falling. I can't get up. Hey yo, I'm slipping. Joe Biden fell off his bike today or a couple days ago. Maybe a week ago, this week, this week, Joe Biden fell off his bike. But to be honest, from the amount of times I've seen Joe Biden falling off his bike and the memes that progressed with it, I could say like he's he's constantly in a st- perpetual state of falling. You know, he's just constantly falling down. Uh, with his PR stunt to show the world that he is healthy and active, and he's he's cognitant. It went pretty bad. Like it's like it's a it's a shit storm, as far as like, because you gotta imagine that there is press secretary, you know, the fucking the PR people, all the people writing the, the scripts that he says. They're all behind the scenes, kind of going like, okay, Joe Biden, what you're gonna want to do is. We got. We pretty much made an exoskeleton out of your clothes. It's, it does all the work. Now the only thing you got to do is lift up your foot when you leave that bike. All right? Can you do that? It's up, lift, up, lift, up, lift. Okay? You got it? Try it again. Now try that. He uh, uh, oh, he's fell. He fell. Okay. Can we? We and then they're probably like sitting there, like looking at the bike and going, like, we can't put training wheels on the bike, can we? No, that's gonna that's gonna look bad. It's gonna look bad. It's like, can we take off those little foot cupboard things, those little cubbies cubby holes for your foot? It's like, yeah, but then his foot's gonna be sliding all around because he can't pedal without those little grippies. Fuck. We need him to ride the bike. What he does after riding the bike is. You know what he does after riding the bike doesn't really matter as long as he's right. We got him riding the bike, all right. If he falls off the bike, he falls off the bike. Just be there to pick him up. (laughs) Oh man, that's what the left wants you to believe, and what the right wants you to believe, right? Which ultimately is a lot sadder. The right says that there's multiple different camera angles of that scene footage. The footage that we've all seen already. The right claims that Joe Biden fell off because he was checking out a twelve-year-old girl. He 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 goes off camera while he's he's looking, and we don't know where he's looking at, right? And he goes, "Hello there," and then he instantly fucking falls head over heels for a twelve-year-old girl, and. Uh, 
to be honest, I don't know why. I, I honestly, I'm I'm down the middle again, with with the right and the left. I'm down the middle in in the sense that I have no clue what really happened, other than I just watched an old man try to convince the world that he's healthy, and 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 very much so. This is kind of like a. Like I, my stepdad, my stepdad, uh, I, I used to live with my stepdad one time way back in the day and I was a young bull, you know what I'm saying? I was a young motherfucker. I was like, but I was smoking weed, you know, kind of like lackadaisical laughing at everything. And, uh, I, I used to give shit, you know, I used to give shit to my stepdad saying like, yo, you smoke cigarettes all the time, right? You, you can't run. He's like, you bet your ass I can run. He said, probably outrun you i'll outrun you i said no way let's let's have a race right and we had a race and uh fuck he took off he took off smoking his hand motherfucker was smoking while smoking my ass and uh it was it was just funny because i was like i took two steps and i just started dying laughing because i didn't I didn't think he was gonna be that fast, but at the same time, he, he like he he smoked me, you know what I mean? He, whatever it was, oh, to that tree he got me, and then he came back and he was like, oh, I can't, I can't do that for the the next year. Don't don't ever fucking get me to do that again. Because I was he was ran as fast as he could, right? And uh, it just showed like he was really like the smoking did have an impact on him. He could still run. He could still very well move with his agility, but uh, smoking did have an impact on his lungs because he was coughing and hacking for the rest of the night, right? And uh, and and with this Joe Biden thing, it's like, geez, how old is Joe Biden? Eighty-nine years old. He went for a run, or no, he went for a bike ride, right? He got his bike ride going, and he just fell. <laughs> He collapsed. His legs gave in on himself. And this isn't the first time Joe Biden's fell. He'd throw up a montage of, of how many times he fell. he fell on that plane. I think he fell sniffing a girl's hair. She probably had something that was very fragrant. He probably used a certain type of shampoo that uh, rustled with his brain. Maybe he might have been allergic to. And, and it's weird that Joe Biden... He, it's weird that he he sniffs a lot of a lot of wind. There's a lot more photos of Joe Biden sniffing young women's hair, young children. These are children, what, eight, nine, ten years old, twelve year olds maybe. Twelve year olds are cut off. These are young women, young children, young girls. Very. Inappropriate. It's very inappropriate. I've never seen a normal grandpa to hold a child like like the way Joe Biden is. There's more inappropriate photos of him with children than there are appropriate photos of him with adults. And that's fucking scary. That's fucking trippy. It's fucking kind of sickening. Now... We'll move on from Joe Biden in his fall. On to a little bit worse. Bill Cosby's back in court. This time, 
a Los Angeles County jury delivered a verdict in favor of Judy Huff for $500,000 in compensations. Judy was a 16-year-old girl at the Playboy Mansion who claimed Bill Cosby... No, no, who Cosby claimed he believed she was at the time... You know, at the time... 16 and working at the Playboy Mansion, that's what he claimed. But she... She says that he still conducted himself at in an abnormal sexual interest in a minor. She is now 64. What Cosby goes on to say after this case in the settlement, for Judith to have won this trial is remarkable. Her claims were stale and had proof problems with inconsistent memories that were warped and faded from the passage of time. Okay. End quote. The passage of time. I'm, I'm just going to say the passage of time. Hit him with the passage of time. Shouts out to uh, the that dumb girl. What's her name? Joe Biden's uh, side bitch. Kamala. Kamalera. Kamalera Harris. Kamalera. Shouts out to Kamalera. Oh boy, the passage of time. You know where he pulled that out of? He pulled that out of of uh, of uh, fucking how to stall 101, right? And she okay, back to the quote. She presented a photograph and the testimony of a friend, but very little other corroborating evidence. Now at the time, right? I get where Bill Cosby is coming from, and and. You can you can get your pitchforks and, and your and your rope and your guillotines ready for me, people. When you say, when now, <laughs> now when you tell me you're 16 and you work at the Playboy Mansion, <laughs> you get put in Now when you say that you work at the Playboy Mansion and you're 16. Grab your cleats. Let's get. Grab your cleats. I got some bikes to fall off of. I don't know if that. Is that a thing? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's so stupid. Okay. But where Judith is coming from is that, like, you know, this took 48 years for her to finally feel comfortable enough to tell her story. 48 years. She was 16 at the time, assuming that she was 16 at the time. She could have been younger, right? Now, 64, finally getting justice served. And I know I say a lot of fucking really fucked up jokes and I say sometimes things that might offend some people but I want to I want to make one thing very clear any woman that feels that she's been lied to or used and abused or uh, sexually exploited or uh Either way, they're sexually harassed or or taken advantage of. There is no shame in coming forward. There's there's no shame in 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 coming forward with your story, because at the end of the day, 
men like that are still out there. And and men I I mean I've seen some guys that that are out there and and without evidence like I can't do nothing. I don't you know, I've not been I can't you know, I can't honeycomb that dude into trying to fuck me and then raping me without my consent and then getting you know, getting it all on tape. But if it's if it's been if you've been through something that made you feel uncomfortable, you should come forward. You know what I'm saying? And 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 I don't think anyone will look at any, any woman differently. If you've been a part of some sort of abuse, because we gotta we gotta stop the violence. We gotta stop the uh, sexual harassment. We gotta stop the whole. Uh, corrupting young minds as far as uh, you know the perpetual uh, abuse it would it, it, it's it's very needed right and and the the biggest step you can take is coming forward and telling your story you know so as much as I like to joke about stuff like that I want to really do get serious about uh, how I feel because um, what is it? it's less than fifty percent of all you know victims as far as females go, is sexual abuse is, is uh, undocumented you know unreported it goes unreported so maybe we can pump those numbers up ladies let's get those fucking numbers up just uh, make up some stuff it's, yeah you know, a couple girls did that to me a couple girls did that a couple girls, a couple girls. And, and to be honest. They did. <laughs> I'm not gonna <laughs> just immediately backtrack everything. I can't help it. I can't. It's just jokes. At the end of the day, it's just jokes. But at the end of the day, laughter is the best medicine. So I could probably get raped. I think I could probably get raped. It'd make me better. Be able to actually tell a joke for once without cracking up th- during all that. You know what I'm saying? It'd be easy. You know what I mean? To t- first of all, getting most rape rapists last maybe less than ten minutes. This is ten minutes of torture on my ass. Second, everything else goes out the window as far as uh, as far as pain and threshold. It's like, oh man, I'm having a bad day today. You know? Wait a minute. I was raped last year. Yeah, this day ain't shit. <laughs> I got okay, okay. We gotta, gotta, gotta stop it. Gotta stop it. Hit him with the hot Cosby later. No, it's okay. No, that's dude. Dude, should I hit? David Goggins. This is Gay Goggins, ladies. It's still Pride Month. You know what I'm saying? It's still, we still gaining it up right now. I'm going to do <laughs> Okay, okay. Shh, 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 shh. I ain't going to lie. Sometimes when I wake up, I stare in the cock beside my bed for 20 to 30 minutes before I suck it to completion. That's the difference between me and them. Them being a pronoun. I do's the dirty work. The work that no one wants to do. That night, five men in the Marines took me down and raped me. I took it on the chin. I consented before even any one of them pinned me down. Not a single tear fell between my eyes when I was getting pounded. 
We had a couple female seals that also wanted in on the fun, so I tossed them the biggest dildo that I could find so they could peg me. Never back down. Stay hard. Gargling Goggins out. Yeah. I've been, uh, <laughs> I've been working on that one for a little bit. That was uh, Gay Goggins, ladies and gentlemen. But uh, moving on. The Miami Herald reports a man driving off in a stolen patrol car, and he actually responds to the 911 call. Now, this is wild. This is straight out of a vigilante fucking movie. Straight out of, like, some Batman territory. This is, like, GTA gone wild. Colorado man broke into a sheriff's office and stole a patrol car before responding to a 911 call, which led to a high-speed chase. Now, again, this is, this is fucking... This is the news, ladies and gentlemen, and, and boys and girls, and... All in between. At 3.30 a.m. on June 20th, the 33-year-old man reportedly drove this stolen patrol car towards a location in Teller County where someone else had called 911. And deputies arrived at the scene and saw the man driving towards them at a high rate of speed. Now, they're kind of funny with the wordplay on this news. But let's be honest. He got there before he he got there before the police could show up. So let's let's just okay. Let's just recall this story because there's a lot happening going on right now. So you gotta imagine the guy steals a cop car, right? Then he's he's while driving on on the run. He's driving on the run. He flips on the uh, the news. Uh, then the fucking cop radio, CR, I don't know what it's called. The patrol radio, the squad radio. Yeah, we got a, you know, 211 in progress, you know, a robbery somewhere. He shows up before any other, here's the thing. He's a, 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 you know, a stolen car, and he still shows up before the police could get there. Right? Now, let's not let that simple fact elude you guys. Now... At 5.25 a.m., someone reported that they saw the vehicle on U.S. 24 in 24 divide, and deputies pursued the car at roughly 110 miles per hour while committing multiple traffic violations. Now, <clears throat> let's be honest. They could get him on the... They could, they could get him on, on not, you know, coming to a complete stop on the stop sign. They could get him for not using his blinkers. But they can't get him on, like, dude, he's doing he's doing justice. He's, he showed up quicker than any... You, you can't pin him. You know, and so he blows through a couple red lights. He's getting to the fucking... He's getting to the scene of the crime as soon as the crime is going down, dude. He got there before the police... Let's just throw that out there. We keep that, keep that loom, keep that circulating to show what it shows is the police. Someone can steal your car and get to a crime before you guys can. This is wild. The car crashed and the man ran out into the woods. Deputies found him with a knife and he was not compliant. So they hit him with a taser and fired at least one shot they said you know this is very specific at least one shot so 
as far as numbers are concerned, let's just do the math. There's an infinite amount of numbers that all it's literally at least one. So it could be a million. It could it could be they could have emptied the clip. They could have dumped the clip and reloaded and hit him with hit him again. We don't know how many shots this man was hit with. You know what I'm saying? And I don't know why I'm I guess I'm I'm playing devil's advocate with the devil's t-shirt on me because someone tells me that at least one shot and a dozen are you know are being used very lightly you know what i mean it's interchangeable at this point the man was taken to custody with self-inflicted knife wounds but it doesn't say if he was shot or not. They fired at least the shot. Maybe they fired to scare him. But how did he? Did how did he? Did did he? Oh, he got tased. Most likely got tased. And and when you get tased, you jerk off. You don't jerk off. But you your body gets in really stiff. And he probably stabbed himself in the leg. To be honest, which is uh, which is not a way to. It's not a way, you know. There's no way to fucking reward your first on, you know, first out, first on at the scene of the crime guy. This guy has perfect attendance. You know what I'm saying? He got one, got a hold of one car. He showed up faster than the police. I'm telling you guys. I'm telling you guys. This is this is uh, this is back to basics. Back on our grizzly. This is a weekend show with actual news and not this made-up bullshit that I've been spewing for the last fucking couple of weeks. God, this show sucked. This show sucked. It sucked. I just made up things for the... I didn't even look up news. I just read a headline and I would just wing it. That's what I was doing for the last 20 episodes. It was a blur. Everything sucked. I'll be honest, man. Everything up until this, this show garbage trash I don't know what the fuck I was talking about I was high half the time I sobered up back on my grizzly sharp as a fucking knife that stabbed that dude's let's <laughs> keep going I'm moving on China's back in the news you guys hear about this China's supply chain of electrical vehicles you know the electrical batteries in the vehicles show signs of forced labor now Companies from China extracting the raw materials for the electric vehicles such as lithium, nickel, and copper are mined by the Uyghurs. No, wait. The Uyghurs is some sort of slave trade. Now, the entire article did not mention the word slave or slavery in this report. The forced labor is a term that they used, or as China's government calls it, the work transfer program. That's what the work transfer program used to mitigate the negative impact of religion now this is a spin even my washing machine can't get behind right now because they take these Uyghurs for nothing nothing more than the reason other than that they're Muslim and they're the minority you know what I mean so it's easy to overpower these people then they round them up in camps internment camps this is pretty much like the holocaust going on right now but no one wants to admit it especially for some reason the jews the jews don't talk the jews i haven't heard one jew talk 
as much as they don't want to talk, you know, they don't want to neglect the slave, you know, the, the Holocaust and, and what's in the atrocities that Hitler committed. They're pretty fucking fine with everything that China's done. And I, was, I haven't heard one Jew. And this is, I haven't heard one Jew say, hey, listen, China's should watch them. Nothing. Not a lick. Let's just throw that out there. Uh, but the report published on the eve of the Uyghur Forest Labor Prevention Act taking place in the United, take, you know, taking effect in the United States uh, as of recently, you know, and if it's fully enforced, many products like electrical vehicle batteries or electrical vehicles altogether could be stopped at the border. Now. That's a big if, though. That they put that if there, like if, if shit goes. But how are the batteries always made? How are the batteries always going to get made? They're always, you know, what I mean, they're always gonna get like some dudes and some, you know, women and children and round them up. And if you want to get ten cents a day, you come here. You know what I'm saying? And they got nothing else. And I know, like, it's hard times and in third world countries. We all know this. And uh, the powers that be of these countries with the labor laws that they have very little of, they can easily manipulate these young children and, 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 and men and, and women into just working for peanuts. You know, peanuts on the dollar. They got... <clears throat> We got it's a very uh, it's a very tangled web we weave when we deceive our fellow man. It's sad, really. And uh, as far as China's as far as I'm concerned with China, you need to stop it. China, stop it. Hey, come over here. Stop it, China. Stop being so evil. And there's a lot of... There's a lot of uh, Chinese propaganda popping up lately. Mm -hmm. Ever since they had... uh, What was it? 2020... 2022 Beijing Olympics. That was fucking... You don't hear a peep out of all the athletes. All the athletes come back and they're just like this. They start looking like uh, that dude from Get Out. Single tear rolls down their cheek. That's it. They got nothing, dude. They, they what? They still got Brittany Reiner over there. Oh wait, is that Russia? You went over to Russia, Brittany Reiner, and uh, I think that's her name. In the uh, WNBA, they just they kidnapped her. They just said fuck it. know and with with guys like you know Russia in China they're like they they think they're the the bad the big bad bullies right the big bad wolves but what uh what's not told in the uh classic uh three little pigs saga is that the wolf after getting to the brick house he blows his lungs out you know what I'm saying? He suffocates himself trying to blow down a, a brick house. And I, f- I find that, that that'll be very true true with things like China. And China, with this 
this whole s- s- not mentioning history it's the snake that's biting its own tail because if you raise a nation that doesn't know its roots and it knows that it's constantly being lied to we're living in a dystopian world that George Orwell's probably jerking off to or you know he's he's rolling up something in his grave you know what I'm saying uh in, in specifically China. So my advice to China, cut it out, man. Just just be cool, dude. Stop fucking why y'all why y'all why y'all breaking these guys' backs, man? Those batteries will get done even if you pay them a little bit better. You know what I mean? You don't gotta get the whip out. You know what I'm saying? Keep keep them boys clean. You know what I mean? If someone was picking batteries out of my fucking my yard, I'd get, I'd dress them in polo. You know what I'm saying? Those batteries, it's hard work. Dress them in some nice clothes, man. Get them some clothes that he, you know, from Bangladesh. You know what I'm saying? That those exotic, those exotic uh, clothing lines. Give him, give him Hugo Boss. You know what I'm saying? Make it ironic. Hey, he's the slave, but now he's rocking Hugo Boss. Have a joke with your... Have a laugh with your friends. Why are y'all so fucking serious? All the Chinese people, there's... <clears throat> even when they're laughing, it's like a... I gotta get back to... I gotta get back to my normal resting, uh, non-emotional face. You know what I'm saying? Like, Chinese... I, I've made a f- five Chinese women laugh in my entire lifetime and uh they 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 said ow you know and i was like i like hit them with good jokes i was giving them the best chinese propaganda that they could ask for right i was hitting them with with good shit can't even remember what i said but i remember laughing giggling and then they go ah they start rubbing their cheeks because it never have never in their life as they laughed like an open gut, open mouth, you know, gut busted laugh. <laughs> when you're holding your ribs and shit, never laughed. These Chinese women never laughed. <sighs> Moving on. <clears throat> now, Ryan Reynolds launches a nonprofit for creative talent from underrepresented communities. The Creative Ladder will offer programs and services for students and creative talents to increase career options in marketing, advertising, design, and commercial productions. Now, shouts out to Ryan Reynolds. Ryan, one time real quick. Shouts out to that boy. He's doing things. This uh, organization will also provide leadership training, mentorship, networking opportunities, and career development resources. Ryan Reynolds states, I love making ads. I want to help make sure talent of all backgrounds have the access and information they need to succeed. Ads are just another form of storytelling. And more, and a more represented, re- representative workforce <clears throat> will only make this industry stronger and, and enable it to tell better stories. Now, Ryan Reynolds is this guy that we've all known and come to love. We've all we've all seen him at his 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 worst of times when he was uh, had his little legs in Deadpool to his best of times when he was 
uh, when he fell in love in that movie Deadpool. And, uh, you know, I always thought, I was like, man, is he a scumbag in real life? Like, I, I probably, I was like, I couldn't take it for Ryan. Because Ryan Reynolds is, seems like such a nice guy. He's Canadian, I think. You know, he's he, like, he can break the fourth wall and be still canically uh, relevant in, in the storylines. He's, he's a good actor all around, good looking. You know, uh, abs of steel. You know, you'd go like, "Hey, please don't make him a dick, right?" Because there's no hope if guys like Ryan Reynolds is a dick. Luckily, he's not with these. Uh, he's with his nonprofit talent, uh, creative talent uh, uh, um, charity. You know, he's doing this thing, and it's it's a good idea to be honest because. You know what I mean? There's one thing that people in the hood are good at. It's uh, you know, it's, it's uh, getting your 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 mixtapes out. You know what I mean? We advertising these mixtapes. You know what I'm saying, dog? We getting these motherfuckers to drink the Kool Aid, so to speak. But we got we got the Crip Cola. You know what I'm saying? The the Crip Cola and the and the Blood Pop. We got to pump these shits out. We gotta get these blue flags on every corner. We gotta get these red flags on every, you know, grown up. We gotta get this motherfucking cracked to the motherfucking White House. You know what I'm saying? We gotta get this fucking drugs all around the city. And how are we gonna do that? Word of mouth, yeah. But we need, we need something. We need, we need to make, we need the flyers baggies. You know what I'm saying? We need the fucking cooler. We need the. We need some guy dressed up as Huggy Bear, like Snoop Dogg, in Hart Starsky and Hutch. We need a motherfucker slanging that dope, and we need him, you know, jive, shucking and jiving. You know, that's probably what Ryan Reynolds talks about in his uh his meetings with the people in the hood. It's like, Ryan Reynolds, how can I make an ad to sell crack? Ryan Reynolds, you know, what you're gonna want to do is you're gonna want to call it. Uh, what is what is crack? Fifteen minute energy. I don't know. I kind of lost my point. Um, moving on. It is great to see the world. For the most part, it's thriving. Uh, crime rates have been down uh, globally uh, for a while now. Uh, a little bit of we got a little bit of inflation with whatever the elites are trying to do. We got a little bit of uh, we run into a little bit of hiccups with this whole COVID thing. But for the most part, a pandemic never you know I mean a pandemic in in every single history throughout the years has never been lit like this. Like, your pan, your, if your pandemic literally was just you going home after work and 
firing up, you know, the, getting your digital box and watching anything you want, playing any video game you wanted, you know, with high speed, high def internet in 4K, and you put on your fucking VR goggles and you're masturbating for fucking eight hours a day to VR porn. You're not, you're not having a bad time. You're not having the worst. Like, if this is as bad as it gets, come on, man. This is basically heaven. To, you know what I'm saying? For a G, you feel me? For a G, shouts out Pac on that one, man. RIP to that boy. We have the best type. I'm literally addicted to cigarettes. I get a vape. I'm not smoking cigarettes anymore. It's technology, people. Every now and then, man, there's something so innovative and so captivating. And I think we can all agree that nothing more innovative, nothing more uh, that pushes the societal and and technological bounds that the earth can provide other than a fucking phone. Nothing can really touch what a phone can do. A f- a f- you know what I mean? Like these smartphones, they're, they're pretty smart. And with the advancement in technology, as more and more distractions fall into your laps and your apps, hopefully they don't crash. The human race seems to feign in leisure activities as opposed to intellectual work that pushes the world of advancements. It seems as though the endless scroll of the social media hold has made young girls online act bold, but in real life often distant and cold. Truth be known, young boys with too much access to porn struggle to make an impactful relationship form. Teenage love really depends on which app you're on. And the effects are stretched out and they reach the old, infecting their minds as well as their soul, falling for scams like Nigerian gold. You can't even get a job without a phone. Alexa, what are you doing in my home? There's too many network shows with each network that has a streaming app of their own. Most owners and CEOs have no clue how this goes, but we'll pay someone to extract data when they roam. So don't fall victim to your phone. Keep your eyes on the road and stay alive in this world we call home. Oh. And now that's the, uh, that's a little poem, I, I think. I guess it's a poem. I don't know what it is. I, uh, to be honest, I just started writing something. I was like mumbling in my sleep, recorded it wrote it down that's what I got I have no idea what it means people maybe something to do with the phone but now I went with the my head I, I tried to be optimistic right and we'll start this off George Orwell's 1984 right I tried to be optimistic I tried to tell y'all motherfuckers I was like okay no, uh, y'all, y'all motherfuckers told me, like, oh yeah, eight, 1984 is this, this, this great book, 
It's it's fucking revolutionary. Oh my god, it's it's like nineteen eighty four. It's like it's George Orwell predicted it. I list over the weekend, and this is why this weekend show is coming a little bit late because I had to do my research. Over the weekend, I listened to George Orwell's nineteen eighty four, and let me tell you people, and I yes, I mean you people. Y'all gassing little Georgie up way too much, bruh. I listened to the audiobook over the weekend. And let me tell y'all, I wanted to compare the similarities of this dystopian future that he created with the overall state of the world and how it's going today. And I couldn't tell you, man. I couldn't I couldn't couldn't I couldn't I couldn't get over the fact that Orwell's lazy, monotonous, and non-discreet style of writing uh, simply disgusted me. It's disturbingly fucking dreadful, dude, to be honest. The words that he chose to paint this um he, okay, first of all, let's let's get this one thing correct. It was a good idea. You know what I'm saying? You you know what I mean? Good ideas. Don't get your shit. You know what I mean? I wanted an electric vehicle. You know I mean? I'm just like Tesla. I, I thought of an electric vehicle. I'm just like Tesla. It's the execution of said good ideas, you fucking hack. George Orwell's hack. Couldn't get over the fact that... Well, first off, he hammers the same point over and over and over again. The same points as if he's trying to convince the world and that the criticism of his book in and of itself is a thought crime, you know, because he's constantly hammering the same repetitive nonsense. It's like, oh, double talk. Oh, here's double speak. Oh, and don't forget, don't double think. It's like, dude, and then the thought police, and it's like all of this shit is is a great thing, but he just constantly just throws the same old. It's like it's like you're you're throwing the same old flames to the fire. You know what I mean? You're still throwing the same old shit and making. You know what I mean? You're just making the same old fire, bro. We've seen it. Now move on. Get develop a, a story. Give me something to care about these characters that you. All of us. The, listen. Poor diction and a whole lot of inexplainable phenomena, phenomenons transpire throughout the infamous 1984. But don't worry, Geo. You know, George Orba hits his deus ex machina and luckily he finds a solution for his evil future. And he only uses minimal words for a level of control, you know what I'm saying? He only uses these minimal words because it's, it's clever, like the book. Like the book, I'm only using a very few limited amounts of words, and and it just and constantly that shitty ass meme from uh, the office was like reminded me of uh, why I say you know, why I say more word when you can get less done with uh, you can get you can get more done with less. Kevin, shit, where he just one day he just started talking like a fucking dummy. <sighs> But George Orwell, <laughs> seemingly the brilliant mind of the time that he was in, had this elaborate explanation of like, like the the world that he was painting was 
a dystopian future set, you know, 20 plus years from when he was living. Maybe, I don't know, was he in 1890s, 1867? No, he was 19. Had to have been. The printing press started in, what, 18? I don't care. Anyways, whenever the hell George Orwell was around, he tried to paint this futuristic, dystopian depiction of a very corrupt world in the sense that there are people at the top that want to control thoughts and if you think differently from the people at on top it's considered a crime and you know what I mean you'd be punished accordingly and nothing else is elaborative and nothing else elaborated on that nothing else throughout the story is depicted as you giving a shit like doesn't talk about the neighbors snitching like not there's not one there's very vague ideas of what's going on but it's like it's almost like George Orwell for the most part decided to just say listen I'm gonna get a lot of it's gonna be imagination the reader can imagine his own story his or her own story and dude to be honest that's a fucking that's a hacky tactic that's a Oh, and just, uh, you know, an unimaginable flying object came through the, the window. Bro, just tell me what the fucking object is. Get down to it with your imagination. I'm choosing to read your book. Don't give the, 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 the brunt of the load to my fucking mind because I'm reading it going like, yo, he doesn't know what he's fucking talking about. He's a fucking dummy. George Orwell's a fucking hack man he was a fucking hacky as shit with innovation the equivalent of Nickelback you know what I mean he broke down so many doors you know like that band Nickelback you know completely original with the digestibility as cornflakes without milk Um, I was trying to and I was listening to it at work so there was there was literally i was like at one point i put away the audiobook i put my headphones away because i couldn't take it i just got angry and i just started ranting in my head these same thoughts about how fucking st- first of all okay well, we're gonna get back he's on par with you know justin bieber's ghostwriter at best uh, you know what I'm saying? It's good enough for everyone to digest without ruffling too much feathers. That's him in a nutshell. That's George Orwell. That's his book. Well, his one book, 1984. He could have made plenty of other hits. This one, B-side, for sure. This is a mid-book. For real. Spoiler alert, but the book starts off painting a world left unexplored. With the main character, Winston, apparently the only free thinker in in this big old world of, of, of baddies, right? Oh, and, and what's this? His, his love interest is quickly taken from him, never to be seen again through the story? Great, that's how original and daring, if I might say. Where did his love? We don't know. Was George Orwell going like, yo, I'm going to probably make 1984 too? Or 1985. What a... F- nah, I can't, can't get in on it. Not yet. The story follows him for God knows how long. 
with minimal details on virtually any other character to come and to come to think about it Winston as well you know what I'm saying you know Winston's drive motivation ambitions is very touch and go they touch on what he wants and they go never to be seen again what what is this character that I'm supposed to care about I literally what okay I zoned out multiple times to be honest I zoned out because it was like yo it was in my head I go tell me more about the characters driven that you chose to write about but neither here nor there I imagined a few in in my imagination while listening to his garbage of a story I imagine regular civilians having thoughts and speeches on on a work bench you know having a cigarette shooting the shit regular people that would deemed that would be deemed in violation with the thought police and then getting gunned down almost immediately after they said such violations from the thought you know from the thought police uh, but all but one man who was wearing a wire to snitch on his friends so he could you know get in good with the thought police no, like shit like that I was imagining like very cool side off side plot um, ideas that you could add to this overall arching story that he touches on very if if a neighbor sees you know, those types of things your neighbors are snitching on so but again I'm just I'm fed up uh, uh, he wrote a fickle world instead of eliminating words in his book uh, in real life words are added constantly to the dictionary and we're updating language to this day and instead of your neighbors snitching on your petty crimes real life will have you fucking chilling with your neighbors and if you don't you know you, your neighbors give that silent nod and you know you're most likely to have a strong and silent bond when you see each other committing homeowner association violations. You know what I'm saying? And my my buddy's fucking tearing down his his roof on his his, his you know this is his shed. He's fucking he didn't get no permits. I'm looking the other way. That's just fucking what it is. The double talk, double speak. It was a main premise throughout this whole book and they even decided to explain the new talk in the final chapter you know they it was a whole chapter dedicated because here's here's what writers think like you know, I'll put it I'll put it in perspective for the people that don't write at home you know the people that never wrote a, a single word down on a piece of paper when you're writing right yeah right you're writing there's a, there's a certain point where you gotta go okay I gotta you gotta start explaining some of the bullshit of that, especially fiction. You gotta write. You gotta explain right. That's why a lot of like these, these sci-fi novels, quantum. You know what I mean? We quantum leaped through the galaxy. I mean, it's throw it, throw it in there. Just something, right? But at the end of George Orwell's book, he he kind of dictionaried it up with how that they're taking away words and instead of having good and bad it'll be good and ungood you know 
Moment of silence for bad for Lady. Because he literally created a world in this book. I think solely for the purpose of kind of, you know, kind of, you know, nudging the reader along into believing that, you know, wow, this is this is compelling and thought provoking when in reality it's lazy writing. A good idea. Nonetheless, it's a good idea what he was scratching at. But the world in which he chose to write his characters in, he also chose not to elaborate shit. He is a hack. He is the equivalent to writing as t- as as the third monkey in the line of monkeys and typewriters. He got something that was kind of good. You kind of made a good book chore. Or, or, or I hope he's alive. If he's still alive. Cause I don't want to punch him in the fucking face. He's a fucking hack. This fucking drivel that he fucking churned out that has millions sucking him off. It's literally the shittiest. It's the shittiest version of V for Vendetta you could have. Because again, at least V for Vendetta went into the lives and, and stories of the people living in a dystopian future. George Orwell said, "Yeah, go fuck yourself. You, you want you want character sto- character arc and story development." Go fuck yourself. It's literally the exact same thing. When he came, you know what I mean? He, you can tell he got lazy. You can tell he got lazy during the last four chapters because the main character gets a POW level of torture for his thought crimes. Now, you think if you're writing a dystopian future, they're not going to hit you with the fucking, the POW fucking, what they were doing in Vietnam to you boys. You know what I'm saying? That's not... Dude, you're looking at 20 years down the future? Be imaginative, you fucking Mr. Orwell. You fucking clown. You piece of shit. Good for nothing. He looks like a ghost. Pull up a picture of George Orwell for you, for your boy one time real quick. And look, tell me that guy... Tell me that guy had a life experience. That, that he'd be able to write something of intelligence... This fucking loser. Guys like him make me happy. I can start writing again. Because I always think writing is hard. I always think writing is tough. George Orwell cranks out a book. He's like 20 years into the future. I'm just going to just gonna let my pen hit the paper and see what happens. He had no plan. It, like the ending of the book is literally the guy being tortured into just thinking like everybody else. Which offers little to no explanation as to why. Because again, he, he was just thinking. He was just the guy thinking, and I guess they caught him thinking, right? But again, what purpose? Like the elites that, 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 that they let you think whatever the fuck you want. They Because they know, dude, you could, you, could be, you could think of all these, you know, mundane, you know, chasms of society chasms of society you know and you can think oh man you know the evil people at the top and you can think about the history and and and, and then you just go so what that's what happens so it should have been a, a little bit more elaborative on on why 
this was to be. They they say you know the the people. I'm trying to think what am I missing? Because I know the the moral of the story, right? And I know the moral of the story. Okay. Like, f- speaking just on that POW level of torture for the main character, why not have him do something fucking futuristic? How, like, and, and I don't want to write this fucking in for you, fucking George Orwell. If, you, if you're out there and you're listening, you fucked up. But he should have had... He's he's getting tortured, but it's like, it's like a, a like a lobotomy or, or something. There was lobotomies at the time in in nineteen sixties. There was shit going on like that. They had him what electrocuted or something. He was getting zapped. I don't know. He was getting some sort of sh- electroshock therapy, but like, in all honesty, they could have they could have just had him. Like, I guess that was him slowly losing his mind, kind of going crazy, the, the, the psychological warfare. But what, have, what would have been so much cooler is if they just fucking either opened up his brain and took out the critical thinking, just literally just ex machina it and just take out the critical thinking and just have him subservient, right? Or get a little futuristic you know what I'm saying, and put him, you know, put him into some sort of fucking, I don't know, some sort of mind shit, he's in a mind, con- you know, mind control thing, he's in some, some, some realm, he's in something, maybe a, not, a virtual reality is way ahead of his time, so he probably wouldn't have been able to think like that, so, I would say, put him with the lobotomy, that's a good thing, or get him on water and bread cults existed back then baby and you did nothing but put this man on water and bread and you gave him very little vitamins very you know vitamin deficiencies malnourished he's been up you keep him up you don't even tell him what to say or think eventually he's gonna come around to start thinking like you again right there's a better fucking plot ending to to the thing because he's easily guided in again with the torture being forced the one critical thinker being forced in no you guide the one guy that can still think straight into being led into the slaughterhouse motherfucker something where you go oh shit because that big pop which you know the cum shot of the book should have been like Oh shit! That's but then know what you had to fuck. You know what you had to do, you dumb fuck, Geo. You had to fucking pop in the double speak fucking dictionary chapter at the end because you know when you read it yourself, you look back at your own fucking writing, you dumb piece of shit, cuck, fucking loose. Probably never got. I I read his uh, listening to his book. Sounds like a man's never been laid before. Never even had the touch of a woman fill up on his neck. You know what I'm saying? Never even hot. And that's including your moms. Including your sisters. You never even had a fucking woman's touch all up on you. Playing with your balls, bitch. You suck. And you can sense it. Because you doubled back on explaining the dictionary shit at the end. At the end. 
I could have used that at the beginning. Throw that chapter right at the ba- base of the fucking book, you dumb fuck. Because then you'd go, double speak? What? Because throughout the whole book, it's just lazy writing. And he goes, oh, fuck. I let's put it at the end of the book. For what? That's the reveal? The reveal is that less words are going to be used to create bigger impacts to keep people. Is the moral of the story when well, there's going to be less words in the future? Hi, I'm George Orwell, and uh, I got a little book here. They probably didn't look at your book when they're printing it. Probably didn't even look at your book while they're publishing it, bro. Yeah, they're like, we got a book in the 60s? Great, throw it on the line. That's it. That's how people like you get past, you fucking hack. You socks, dude, socks. Easily digestible because a fucking kindergarten can go. You know what? I think this man's a fucking idiot, dude. That is, uh, you know what I mean? A, a kindergarten will walk up and go, this man's an absolute buffoon, an imbecile. Who, who ends a book like that? You know, so moral of the story is the rich get richer and the and more powerful with less effort than ever before. And while the poor get poorer or eliminated because they're non-compliant. Now, if that's, if, I guess that's, the, is that the moral? You know what? I need to, because that was my moral of the story. Let me look up the Google Moral of the story of 1984, Gorgeous George. Moral of the story, 1984. What's the moral of the story? Dangers of totalitarianism. 1984 is a political novel written with the purpose of warning readers in the West of the dangers of totalitarianism government. Now, I completely missed that point. I completely missed it, especially when we were talking about China. And... But nonetheless, I didn't really think of it so much as the totalitarianism government. I thought of it more as the elites and the uh, oligarchs, right? Because he mentioned the oligarchs in the book. Uh, hold on, I'm backpedaling now. I'm backpedaling. Uh, you know what? Let's see. Well, uh, read the moral again one time political novel warning the readers in the west that's such a very specific it is okay you know what maybe it is a good story it might be a good story but so is chicken little dog so was the boy who cried wolf so was the fu- and to be honest, those were childish stories, but they had better morals than. Hey, I want to warn people about the totalitarianism of you know of the. Hey, guys in the West, worry about what's going on over there. Who gives a fuck? I I said you know enough shit by you know there's enough news going on we're not being subjected to propaganda and the propaganda we get is joe biden can ride a bike and then we watch him not clearly riding a bike that's the worst it gets come on george you didn't predict shit you got china right 
But China has been like that and will always be like that. It's been like that day one. They've been doing that day. You look over at what's going on in China and, and you could write it down and you can go in 20 years from now, China's still gonna China. That's fucking shit, dude. You're fucking trash, dude. Get that shit out of here, man. I wish I could fucking slap the hip boy. How maybe his 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 fucking last descendant, whoever is fucking out there. I'm gonna slap Mrs. Orwell or Mr. Orwell. You know what I mean? Is the the grandson of fucking? Cause like yo, it was. Like, to be honest, man, and we're really reaching to when you say that your entire book you made to the is written with the purpose of warning readers the West of dangers of totalitarianism government. Okay. So I'm going to write a book, right? I'm going to write a book. I'm going to write a book, right? And it's going to be called... What's it gonna be called? It's gonna be, and you know what? Fuck it. We'll worry about the name later. This book is gonna, it's gonna depict a man, right? It's gonna be a man that goes down to China, and he's very shocked at the culture that he's living in. You know, he goes down to China. Actually, you know what? Better, he goes down to North Korea, right? Goes down to North Korea, and and he's he 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 sees the world. In North Korea, and 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 the uh, you know, and he meets up with Kim Jong Un, and it's very nice. And he goes, well, "They've been lying about North Korea," you know. He starts talking to himself. He's like, talks to his friends. He's like, "Yeah, dude, in North Korea, it's pretty fucking fun. It's pretty lit." You know what I mean? There's no starvation. There's fat kids running around. You know what I'm saying? There's like nothing, no problems in North Korea, right? And then by you know by the, the by the mid plot, he starts noticing, he starts peeling back the curtains, if you will, of this whole sham. Turns out North Korea dictator Kim Jong Un brought a journalist over to North Korea to show him the North Korea that Kim Jong Un sees, right? The fake North Korean Korea. And throughout the whole book, he's going to be slowly piecing together how evil North Korea truly is and how it's run by the batshit crazy dictator that's New Hungary, right? And then the whole plot is for him to get back in touch with the people back at home and devise a plan to assassinate Kim Jong-un. And you know what that movie was called? The story of that, which is ten times better, infinitely better, of waning the uh, the totalitarianism communist regime uh, that that keep building you know the anti-fascist fascists rising up in North North America. You know that movie was? that was called The Interview with fucking Seth Rogen and uh, and fucking James Franco, dude. You know what I'm saying? James fucking Franco, dude. James Franco and Seth Rogen wrote a better screenplay. That was a spoof. It was a it was a joke movie, but it had a better story and is better executed than you fucking hacks George Orwell. 
1980. No one, like I, I'm telling you, nobody with an IQ and my IQs. 115 baby and I was high when I did I was high when I took the test I was upside down like guessing I was guessing I was like hitting that it's like true 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 it's quite a bit of trues lately I'll go with false 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 true you know just going 115 highly highly above average intelligence and I didn't even fucking try I was hung over as high didn't give a fuck you know my pinky can can write. <laughs> my pinky, my pinky. If left on the surface, and I was just rolling around in my bed, and say my pinky had a little piece of lead in it, and you had it taped to a uh, piece of paper, and I was rolling around in bed, you know, just moving, I could probably create a better f- whatever it is writing picture whatever whatever piece of would 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 be 10 times better than anything George Orwell ever written you know I hope he's he's somewhere out there if he's not dead yet if he's somewhere out there and someone sends this video to him just know I want beef face me in verses dog we'll have a write-off dude short stories 10 short stories George Orwell, George Orwell, I'm calling you out, bro. Ten short stories, you write them, never before heard or seen. Not your old shit. We don't want none of that shit. No stealing the Canterbury Tales from Jeffrey Chaucer, you son of a bitch. We're we're doing this ten original stories, maybe five, because I know how hard it is for you to create unique original stories. We'll go five stories, short stories, couple of paragraphs and we'll do it in front of a live audience live studio audience and we'll let the crowd decide who's got better stories cause goddamn, dude out of uh, out, of, out of like yeah I just pick something out of out of you know out of, we'll just pick something out of a out of the hat right now you know what I'm saying so there's this man he's walking down the street right he's seen there's a big black guy right he's a big black guy he's seen a big black he's a big black guy he's quiet like the nigga from Green Mile right you know it's kind of slow he's seen a girl getting assaulted sexually on the street it's, it's like Gotham where he lives Harlem Baghdad uh, same thing, you know what I'm saying? Chirac is a nitty gritty uh, city, nitty gritty city, baby. And and he sees this girl getting assaulted, and he, you know, he's, he's the people that are assaulting her don't see him. You know, there's like five guys. There's like five guys. It's really brutal. But he comes in, comes in, and he picks up a little two by four that he's seen. Or maybe a pallet of bricks laying around at the construction site, and he picks them up. He picks it up and he starts bashing all of the guys' brains, and you know what I'm saying they try to fight him off. It's a big cutscene fight, you know. And then he he's done right, and he just nods at the girl, and she nods back, and he keeps walking, and she follows him. You know what I'm saying home, trying to trying to thank him for what he what he did to her. And thus ensues the story, you know what I'm saying? 
just a big black guy that doesn't speak a lot and you know just a little young white girl uh, character tropes right we could just put through you could put so much shit right there right there that story in and you can even talk about we could even dive into the reckless abandonment of uh, of of societal rules and bounds once you know once the uh, once poverty strikes we could we could establish all of these narratives right you know what is what is people willing to do when when the bread you know it runs dry there's a whole slew of things that I could do and that was literally just one of the many okay we'll throw out another fuck it we'll do another sh- you know what I'll just give my short stories of the fucking uh, just to the world I don't give a fuck these are and here's here's stories if you want to take them George Orwell <laughs> <laughs> real life, real pe- people in reality are just gonna be stealing the shit out of these fucking stories. But here's another one. This is a guy, right? He just gets his drive. Actually, you know what? I told this one on the podcast. I'll tell another one. Tell another one. There's this. There's this woman, right? She's left to choose. She's to, she's left to choose between marriage. And an abortion, or carrying her, t- her 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 child from another man, and, and telling her, owning up to her 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 her, man, her her husband that they're just married. You know, what I'm saying she's ruining getting. You know, she's engaged to this man, but she's pregnant by another man. Chaos ensues, people. Like, like right there is like a great fucking story. It's a great story. It's a great story. I can't, I can't acknowledge how fuck. Like, literally, just the first few. She's pregnant by another man, and she's engaged to this other guy. But we'll get like someone like uh, fuck Anna, Anna Kendrick. You know what I'm saying? Get her, get her engaged to Brad Pitt. And we'll have uh, we'll have fucking William Dafoe as the guy as the father of the uh, the uh, bastard child. You know what I'm saying? And fucking maybe we'll have her parents as her parents Robert De Niro and Margaret Mar- uh, Margaret Sheep Margaret Sheep Meryl Streep. That's her name. Meryl Streep is, and then we'll get. Uh, William Defoe's girlfriend, junk, is a junkie, right? William Defoe's junkie girlfriend is uh, that girl that played a junkie in um, in Breaking Bad. That chick, that girl, is also on, in the Marvel. Uh, she plays a good strung out a, a chick on heroin. And uh, fuck it, we'll just get Jesse Pinkman as her side nigga, cause she, she, he was hers. She had a side. It, again, and then we'll put added narratives in each little. We'll just we already got the fucking shit. Sorry guys, I guess that's I guess that's time. You know, we already got the ducks lined up. It's as simple as knocking the camera out the park. You know, there's a whole slew of things that I can think of that are better than. And if not more structural, more integral, had a better found. I mean, you have a good foundation with what you had in George Orwell. 
and I'm not knocking you for the original plan. It's the execution. It's like he went on break. He wrote a dystopian future where everybody's monitored and ba ba ba, and and you can't think what the elites don't want you to think. But you chose not to elaborate in that. Like that's such a an explore an explorable world. Like what what are there pets in this world? Or is there? Yeah, there's cameras on e- everywhere. There's everything. But is there a fish? Can you get a fish? Can you go down to the local aquarium store and buy a couple of fish in this world, George? You created this big world. Is there any kind of plants? Or is that not? The plants are communicating too freely. Uh, The plants flowing freely. The plants are chained up. Just literally give us something. How does this world look? Because it sounds like it's just black with cameras and it's just asphalt as far as the eye can see. And to me, you left out quite a bit of details which in a book to be honest hey you're making a book you only created a rough draft buddy 